This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv, encountering a couple snafus connecting with John Lepke in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Lucky for you, I've got another edition of Tech Trends to share. OnePlus is showing off a new phone. Mike Dubusky has the specs in Tech Trends. From ABC News, Tech Trends. Welcome, everyone, to this very special OnePlus launch event. The OnePlus 12 is a new smartphone designed to challenge the latest from Apple, Samsung, and Google. But according to John Velasco from Tom's Guide, you wouldn't necessarily know that from the price. They make high-end flagship phones, but the difference is that their phones are usually undercutting the competition in price. That price starts just under $800, but the company says it'll knock off a bucks if you trade in an old phone. For that, you get an upgraded telephoto lens and OnePlus has added back wireless charging, now up to 50 watts of it. I'm happy that they actually reintroduce wireless charger. beats the iPhone, beats the Samsung Galaxy and the Google Pixel phones when it comes to recharging. Plus, an infrared blaster. So if you're looking for your TV remote to change the channel or turn up the volume and somewhere between the couch cushions, you have your OnePlus phone. With Tech Trends, I'm Mike Dubusky, ABC News. Thanks, Mike. I do like that. I uh, dropped my television remote a couple of weeks ago and it shattered. And I ended up using my, t- my phone as a remote for uh, the rest of the weekend till a new one arrived. What a remarkable technological time you live in. Let's go to the prairies again today. The Saskatchewan Teachers Federation conducted a one-day strike last week and there was a follow-up this past Monday. John Lepke has some more details. John is a freelance journalist based in Saskatchewan. Hey, good morning, John. Nice to chat with you. Good morning, Dave. John, uh, Mike Dubusky had that story all about telephones. Thankfully, your telephone's working this morning because uh, the Zoom gods were not smiling down upon us. So, John, let's uh, jump into no. this teacher's strike. Why have the Teachers' Federation taken to the picket lines? Absolutely. So the STF, which is our uh, teacher union here in the province, has taken to the poll, taken to the picket line. And a lot of the focus has been on classroom complexity and then conversations about salary and the supports that teachers get. The government is arguing that the complexity of the student relationship and the supports that are available is not a bargaining issue and can be dealt with outside of bargaining classic misdirection tactics and the STF is saying no we, we need these supports we can't continue this work in an overwhelmed education system that is still one would argue not recovered from the height of the pandemic. John you mentioned the government uh, perhaps has been negotiating or not negotiating at all in good faith what has the government's response the government's response been since the day of action last week and the day of action this week? Absolutely. So in media coverage thus far, the minister has argued that that this is a line in the sand, that the government will not uh, negotiate on um, you know, classroom supports and that that's a school board issue. Never mind that the government took away the ability for the school boards to 
um, manage their own uh, mill rate, meaning their own ability to to raise funds for these supports in the last decade. Um, and they've said they won't they won't negotiate on that. We'll see how that goes because I must say this is the most de- determined we've seen teachers at the picket lines. The last strike was more than a decade ago, um, and this is also. A, and this is anecdotal, obviously, but this is the most engaged we've seen the public on the side of the teachers. How is social media playing into this? How are the sides utilizing social media to make their argument? Absolutely. So, uh, well, we'll start with a more traditional medium before we go to to social media in that, you know, the uh, government put up things like a billboard saying that the average salary for a teacher was in the 90,000 range when, um, that's a bit of uh, there are lies, damn lies, and statistics. Um, and there's a bit of that going on on social media as well for both sides. There's a lot of posting about MLA salaries that are easily Googleable, um, and there's also a lot of, uh, should we say, creative accounting when it comes to what the monetary supports that students actually get is. Um, and it's a it's a fact of the matter that within education, you're always dealing with what what do the papers, what does stuff say on paper versus what does stuff say um, sort of in reality or, or what supports actually are front facing to students. John, I know speculation is not something journalists like to do, but where do you <laughs> see this moving forward? Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting, Dave, because the the last time that we've had a we had a little period of work to rule last year, work to rule meaning that that work to only what's in your contract. And as with many teacher contracts across the country, um, you know things like extracurriculars aren't actually in teachers' contracts. Um, the last time we saw a strike that was. Um, somewhat purposefully done around some sporting events happening in the province that teachers couldn't attend, uh, provincial track meets and things like that. Um, And really, it's interesting that it's happening at this time of year. Last time it was um, in June. Uh, The work to rule was in the fall. Um, It's rare to see, I would argue it's rare to see in this province to see a disruption of labor at this time of of the year. Um, It's finals for high school students right now, for example. And so I I think moving forward, it's we're we're heading towards a period, you know, this isn't like we're just about to take a break for for the holidays. Um, I would expect this to continue until there is some movement. Right now, I would argue that probably it's going to be the government that is going to have to make a move for this to be resolved in any way, shape or form. John, looking even further forward in the crystal ball, it's projected that Saskatchewan is going to have a provincial election this year. How does this story relate to that? Or is this a case of voters having very short memories? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I suggested this and, and maybe cut to me in September and, and play this back where I'm completely wrong. But, you know, budgets come out in April. Um, I think education is always a hot button topic at budget time, but I think it's going to be particularly true this year. And I think it's starting to shape up that the NDP, the the only other sort of functional party in this province, um, <laughs> is going to make education a a key bargaining point, uh, or sorry, a key um, a key election point as they try to mobilize people to get to the polls. Because as I said, I. I I have not seen the public be disengaged on the side of teachers um, 
COVID, I think, really galvanized teachers' voices to talk about the issues in the classroom more so than previously. Um, and I think this is a continuation of that. So I would expect to see an impact in, in the polls. Um, it will just be interesting to see how that develops over the next, you know, I'm not good at math, nine months. Yeah, math is a relative thing. Uh, John, thank you for this. <laughs> Always appreciate your perspective. Have a great day. Thanks so much. You as well. That's John Lepke, freelance journalist based in Saskatchewan. Coming up next, a conversation around education continues, this time post-secondary education, talking about some of the barriers that people are facing on campus. Elizabeth Moeller is going to have some thoughts on how the culture around colleges and universities can change to tear down some of those barriers. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.